Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Schick-Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. In today's episode, we're looking at how to manage your energy at the same time you're trying to manage a business. Because let's be honest, sometimes running a business is intense and we feel exhausted. Laura and I talk about the difference between the times we just feel tired because we're busy, but everything is great, and other times when exhaustion is a sign that something in our business isn't working. I believe energy is our most precious resource. Without it, you cannot run your business. In order to manage your energy effectively, you have to do it deliberately. It is so much better if you have a plan instead of waiting till your resources are depleted. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I am here with the gorgeous Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, Sonia. Thanks for that compliment. I appreciate it. <laughs> you are gorgeous. I love it. Uh, yay. Well, look, I'm feeling, yeah, particular, I'm not feeling that gorgeous, and I'm not feeling that energized today. So I'm about like a real topic. So let's do it. Yeah. We thought today, as Laura and I were just briefly sort of discussing what we wanted to talk about today, we thought, you know, we're both feeling tired. <laughs> really, honestly, yeah. like we're feeling tired. <laughs> and so we thought we would bring up this topic of, you know, how do you manage your energy, right? See, I think energy is one of our most precious resources, and we'll talk a little bit about that in our business. And and what happens when you we just have low energy or we just have so much stuff going on that we have to manage and we can't just throw them all to the wayside and be like, I'm going to take a vacation. So, you know, what do we do? Because I think this is a big reality in business. There are times when we're just busy and there's a lot going on and our energy levels are low and how do we manage the day to day? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I, you know, was last time, I don't think it was the last episode, but maybe the one before that I had made a declaration that I was no longer going to lead the conversation with, you know, how are you? I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Um, and, and, and so we're living in this frantic and I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well about that, except now my answer is I'm so exhausted. I went, (laughs) I went from the, I'm busy, busy to just the truth of, okay, so I'm exhausted. I'm really exhausted. And, and I've found myself not really sure how to talk about exhaustion. I realize that when I say I'm exhausted, people kind of want to sweep in and, oh, well, are you not feeling well? Like what's going on and wanting to kind of help fix it. I just really want to be able to name that I'm exhausted and things can also still be really good in my Mm. business. Mm. Like things can be going really well and I'm happy, but I also need to name that I'm exhausted because there's maybe a lot. And often that exhaustion is, is when it's not just my business, but things happening in my personal health and wellness, things happening in my family, my responsibilities, and it's all just happening maybe at the same time, and I just feel really tired. Yeah, right? 
I think that's really good because I do think exhaustion gets this bad rap, right? You know, sometimes when people feel exhausted, oh, well, you must be doing too much. You must be going in the wrong direction. There, you know, we, it needs to be fixed. But yeah, I mean, I think this is the reality of operating a business. You're just going to have times that are busy and you're going to have times where things are going amazing and everything just come together and it takes time to to reshuffle everything and to remanage everything and to get your, your head around it all sometimes. And I think we've got to look at, you know, we can't just always fix it. Sometimes we have to really manage it. And and what do we do in those situations when we're really tired, but we can't stop? Like, you know, I mean, the, and I'm feeling the same way. There's so much great happening in my business. There's so much great happening in my life. Like things are really coming together, but it's not quite smoothed out yet. And there's this time period where I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I am struggling to manage my energy in the midst of everything. Um, and so I think we do need to name it and, and talk about this as a reality and, and what do we do in these situations? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for some reason that glorifying the grind means that we're more comfortable naming busyness as something that is a status, like we have a, a busy status that we sort of throw around as entrepreneurs. Yet I would encourage women to think who are the women, who are the entrepreneurs that you can be around where you name your energy levels and, and honestly can say like, I'm really feeling low energy right now. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things to take care of myself, but it's just the nature of where I am. It's an ebb and a flow. And right now I have a lot of low energy and maybe that means I just need, um, people's expectations to change right now. I may not be as, um, over the top enthusiastic. I've had to say, I had a, <laughs> I had a meeting, I had a meeting with someone and I just said, you know, I'm going to be really transparent with you. It wasn't a client. It was a business meeting that we were working on a partnership. And I said, I just need to be really honest and let you know that I'm, so, I'm just really tired today. And it has no way, it in no way is indicative of how excited I am about this project and what we're going to work on. So I just wanted to put it out there. So when you, you know, and I'm going to sip my tea and I'm going to really take all this in, but I just kind of wanted to put that on the table because I don't want to fake it. You know, yeah. I'm not going to just like push through because in that moment, naming it actually helped me manage my energy in that meeting to yeah. be present, but to be a little more subdued. Yep. And I felt like I gave myself permission and then that person understood right away and they were very gracious. Oh yes, of course. Like I'm none take, you know, I'm not taking that personally at all. I can understand you just were traveling and da 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 da. But that was now as I'm talking about it, I guess that was an effort that I made to manage a meeting at a lower intensity level mm. energy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think this is good because yeah, I love that because I think in just thinking about myself, you know, there's such this pressure to perform, right? You know, and, yeah. and no matter how great you are and confident you are, there, there's still, I think, is this, you know, wanting to serve, right? So maybe you have clients and you want to give them your best and then maybe you're doing podcast interviews like I am doing a whole lot of podcast interviews this week and you want to be on and provide value to the all of those listeners and you know you're doing your own podcast and there's just and your TEDx talk last week and you know you just all these things where you just want to be 
on. You just want to be your best. You just want to fully give it all out there. And, and sometimes that's not possible. And maybe sometimes you can't be as subdued and as transparent. Like, you know, you can't go and say, Hey, I'm just really tired today and I'm just going to be shit. You know, <laughs> you know, like on the TEDx page. <laughs> hey, TEDx. I decided today is a subdued day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not giving this eight minutes all I got. <laughs> exactly. But I think, you know, there are other times where we can, like, you know, I think right now I'm also feeling very tired, right? Because I've had a, a lot of push for a lot of things, amazing things. Everything's going really well, but you know, I'm just tired. And you know, they're having to tell my partner that right now I need to go to bed as early as possible. Like I need to go to bed as soon as I get the little one to sleep. I'm in bed, you know, and I need to sleep as much as possible. Or saying like, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to cook." you know, my two course meals every night this week. It's just not going to happen. We're going to eat out. We're going to get hot dogs. We're going to do whatever. It's like a super easy and I don't have to manage it. You know, are just yeah. these things where um, we, we need to be more transparent and honest with people to say like, hey, I'm fully here and present with you, but you know, I'm just not going to be really out outward, you know, out loud and, you know, doing all of that. And I think part of the conversation we need to have is, you know, what is it, what are we even talking about with regards to managing energy, right? Because I've talked about this a lot in business for many, many, many years, but I think a lot of people don't really even think about this in terms of operating and running their business. I mean, to me, a lot of people, as far as resources go, we, we often think of money and time, right? We've got, you know, so much resources of time, so much resources of money. I actually think energy is the most important resource you have. Because if you don't have energy, it doesn't matter if you have time and money. You won't be able to do anything. I mean, you might be able to pay someone to do every aspect, but not really because you are being paid well because you're amazing at what you do. And I think so your energy level is actually even more important than, you know, time and money. And that's this precious resource that a lot of women don't manage very well. And partly because we're spread too thin, we're trying to serve people, we're trying to help everyone, we're trying to be be a friend and be, you know, a mom and be a partner and, you know, and be good at work and, and our business. And so I think, you know, we've really got to look at how how do we manage our energy? Like, do we even have consciousness and awareness of that? Are we just running ourselves till the end? We fall over, we get burnt out. And then when we get energy again, we pick ourselves back up and run. Yeah, I so agree with this is this being just a really important point to illuminate is that in a, in a part of our whole being that we're neglecting in a lot of these conversations we're having about business. So yes, time is important. Yes, resources, finance, all sorts of different resources that we have are important. So energy resource is probably one of the most important aspects, like you said, of our lives and of our business, because it's the same thing with health and wellness. When I go and talk to entrepreneurial groups about that health is a priority, because what's a P&L, what's a successful P&L in your financial portfolio, if you don't have a healthy balance of your energy input and output, it's like that is something that it, no amount of money is sustainable if there's not an energy that's sustainable, if there's not an energetic strategy in place for your business. And I don't care who you are, you know, it's like, like you said, even if you're paying all these people to do what you need them to do, you're at that point making that level of money, most likely because there's use of your energy in the world that you were doing and that you are doing the work. 
So I do think it's an overlooked or maybe a taken, it's a taken for granted, Mm. you know, part of ourselves because you often hear people don't talk about their energy management until they get really sick, unfortunately, or something goes awry. Then they start saying, wow, I was burning at both ends. I didn't even realize what was going on with my body. I was just band-aiding, you know, just putting whatever I needed to do, drink more coffee, do more, stay up even later to get it done and just ignoring the signs of overwhelming fatigue until our body creates a very loud signal, some type of illness, disease that says, nope, our energy management plan is really not working. (laughs) And so, and I think that consciousness that you talked about, that's really, I think the topic of today is how do we bring consciousness to our energy management system, our beautiful body that's responsible for so much. How do we bring attention and awareness to how we're moving ourselves in and out of the world? Because with every output of energy, we know we need an equal or sometimes even more um, level of input to feed and nourish. Yeah. So true. And, And I have to say this has been a lifelong battle for me because I have just abused my body. Like my whole life, my body's been my servant and that's how I viewed it, right? It was only like maybe in the last 10 years that I even started to become aware that my body was not just this thing that was supposed to move me around and do what I tell it to do when I want it to do it and how I want it to do it. You know, I think, and even now, you know, I still can push myself too far. I can definitely get on the, uh, let's have a few more coffees, you know, and I justify it by, I just need to get through this time period. And I, I think, you know, it is, it's, a constant journey. I don't think anyone's mastered it. You know, I know I have not even come close to mastering it. And it's consciously, you know, continuously reminding myself, okay, well, how am I balancing my energy? Because it is a balance. Like there's no, Mm -hmm. it's, it's fluid. You know, I don't think we're at this place where, you know, this is the plan that's going to work for everything. I've got to manage (laughs) my energy like that. You know, we've we've got to be looking at what's the inputs, what's the outputs. Um, I love it. Like sort of one of my first experiences of the somatic world, right. Was in university. I took this random, it was just this totally random class. It was called um, stress reduction through dance therapy. And I just needed another PE credit and it sounded interesting. That class like completely saved my life. And I remember she drew on the board the very beginning of that class, this person. And she said every day, and she had like these arrows pointing, you know, going into the person. She said every day you're managing stress, right? You're managing, you know, your classes. You're managing the people in your lives. You're managing the environmental stresses, like all of these stresses. And she said eventually if you're if you don't have a way to offload those, if you don't have a way to manage that, well, your body breaks down, right? You 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 literally can't take any more stress. And so, you know, it it gave me this picture and this understanding that, ah, like I need to be more aware of what stresses are coming into my body and what what's happening to myself so that I can do the things that give me energy, that can do the things that raise my energy up, that can support me you know, to keep mm-hmm. going. I mean, during that time in university, I was telling somebody yesterday even that, you know, I was working 50 hours a week. I had a full load at university and I was getting, and I was still partying. I was getting about two hours sleep a night. I did that for years. Like, you know, that's this way that we push ourselves and, and we do it all through our lives. And I think, you know, it is about being more aware of, of where, where are we managing things and where are we not managing things and where is the balance for ourselves? 
Mm-hmm. And knowing how you feed your body. Everyone, I mean, one thing we all have in common is sleep is very important and we should all be getting six to eight hours of sleep. And they say that um, in the American culture, we get an average of four to six, apparently, you know, so that's a pre- so we're pretty behind there. And so we know that we can reset a lot with more sleep. But some people, everyone's different in what um, kind of brings in more energy besides sleep. So for some people, it is exercise. They start exercising. They start feeling a level of increased energy or time in nature or time connected with people who they really love or time creating or playing. You know, there's all these different ways that we can bring energy into the body, but we that we're more focused often on this energy output because we do live in, I think, not just in the States, but I would say there as well in Australia, and you can speak to this, but so many, so many places around the globe now, it's all about like human productivity, right? Mm. <laughs> it's just like, what are we producing? Yeah. Um, what are we creating? What are we doing to better the world or to, but there's just, or unfortunately for some people, there's not that um, social conscious awareness, but it's like this productivity, 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 mm. and that's all energy output yep. and energy input. is like, where are we, where are we taking things, beautiful things out in the world? And that is, it's usually beauty, it's art, it's joy, it's pleasure. It's like all of these things that we can bring into our lives. And it's just common. I'm guilty of it. And many of my friends and colleagues, you know, we all let that slip those things slip to the bottom of the list. They get crossed off the schedule because guess what? You've got to volunteer for the PTA. You've got to get the cupcakes for the, you know, school fair or whatever it is. And we just keep doing those things in addition to the work output is all of the care, the care work, you know, for women. So it's like, your work and then your care work Mm -hmm. and then like all these responsibilities in self care, the work for self is something that's just kind of put to the bottom of the, of the list when it mm. gets really full, when our days get full. Yeah, absolutely. And that's time and time again, I see self-care at the bottom, you know, and that's the sort of the last thing. And, and I can be guilty of that myself, like in, in yeah, busy weeks, too. you know, I'll make sure my work's done. My clients are taken care of. My partner and kids are well cared for. And then the very, very last thing I might get the drivel, <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. couple moments are left, I could go take a bath or I could do yeah. something within an hour time <laughs> limit, you know, like, and I think, you know, this is, I think you, I can so relate to what you're saying. It's, and, and it's that output and that productivity, you know, when you're running a business, of course, that is exactly mm-hmm. what you're focused on. All of us, we're so focused on it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got to talk about some of the reality because a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to have a business and I'm just going to make sure while I'm running my business, I just get to do yoga every day and I don't start work until 10 o'clock. And, you know, and that's a really nice idea, but that is not really a reality. <laughs> like, I, you know, and I feel like we're busting these sort of myths a lot. You know, the myth that yeah. you can can create a freedom lifestyle. Absolutely. Like there are times where I have so much more freedom and there there is freedom in my being and in my consciousness and, and even sometimes in my days and I can take vacations and planning. But if you are running a business responsibly, 
Like you don't always have the freedom to just do what you want because you're serving someone, because you are being paid for a service because or a product or whatever it is, you know, because you are having to input into your business if you don't want it to fail. I mean, there is no passive income. Like you can't just sit and do nothing and expect to create money, you know, so... So because of that, we have to look that there are times, even when you're running a freedom business, even when you have flexibility, there are times where you just don't. And so in those times, you know, I like, you know, I have times where I'm so busy in the week, I can barely manage my schedule. I can't just stop and go do a yoga class. Like I literally have so much responsibility piled up that it just can't happen. And, and so I think we've got to like address the reality of that, you know, and really looking and being honest, like, yes, there's going to be times when we're, none of us are managing our energy well. And so what are some of the things that we can do? And I think the first thing, obviously, like Laura and I've been talking about is you have to become aware of it. You have to even make it a priority. You have to make it a plan. Like managing my energy is important. It's a value. Right. And, and it's funny because I I always have my clients do this thing called um, the morning formula or this, this thing that they create for themselves and they look at every morning that talks about the rules they have for their life, right? And those rules, you know, and one of the rules we all need is that we're managing our energy well, that we have consciousness on it, that we're, that we're really looking and checking in with ourselves. How do I feel this week? Like last week, I managed my energy terribly, which is why I'm so tired this week, right? So this week I was determined, okay, I'm going to manage my energy better. I'm going to take better care of myself. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to let myself sleep more. I'm going to go to bed early. You know, I'm not going to stay up and watch that show that I could watch with my husband. I'm going to go to bed. You know, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I, I could be more conscious. I'm going to get up on time and make sure that I get the kids to school on time. So that's less energy output when I'm late and I'm running like crazy and I've got like a chicken with my head cut off, you know? So, yeah. I mean, we, I think that, you know, that's the piece is we have to recognize even that we're not doing well at managing our energy so that we can take back control and in a good way, in a healthy way, not in a, I'm going to control my energy and it's going to do what I want. (laughs) Well, and I, I agree. I used to think of my body in, in the way that you described it as like this servant that provides for me, you know, it's like it gets me through the world. And when I started studying somatic psychology, I began, I mean, it was one of the best practices and self-awareness because you do have to go through all of the exercises. You do the dyadic work, you know, with your colleagues and you're learning how to sense in your body the experiences that you're having. And by doing so, it gave me a language and an awareness about my energy that I didn't understand before because I was sort of taking the summary of how I felt from my mental brain, right? So all my thoughts, um, I'm getting really tired, I'm getting cranky, I'm getting irritated. That was like a summary. And by the time you get the summary from your body, sometimes too late to intervene. Mm -hmm. It's already written up, stamped, published. (laughs) You're just like having to take the news. But if you actually start listening to your body, you learn the language of the body, then you start to notice that dip. And Sometimes in those really busy weeks when I know I'm not going to get a lot of breathing room, but my body is already telling me I'm dipping, I'm feeling depleted, I'm needing to be resourced. Like you said, sometimes it's just little things like, okay, I can go to bed 30 minutes earlier tonight and I could choose to stay up and read, which I love to do, or I could choose to watch that Netflix episode, (laughs) you know, Um, or I can go to bed, you know, 30 minutes early, just go to bed. Something else I've been doing lately, just because it feels like a, it, it feels pampering is I'll just use my aromatherapy. I don't really have problems sleeping, so I don't need it to kind of drift off. But 
going to my bedroom and getting my aromatherapy diffuser set up and just starting to let that calm me down and getting in the shower and creating like a little care ritual around getting into bed that just it's like not that long it's something I would have to do anyway I'd be getting on my pajamas and brushing my teeth and getting in my bed but there's something about those little things that nourish me and so I feel like I'm getting a breathing room even though maybe I don't have a lot of that all day long I was just like back-to-back meetings or clients so trying to find little ways, just like turning down the volume on my energy in that meeting, turning up the volume on self-care at home, like how are little things that I can nourish myself with. And food is another one that I really stress out about because I so want to be a provider of good food to my children. And it really, and it's hard when you cook something that you really slave over and then they decide they don't like it, (laughs) even though they ate it last week. Um, so I have to give myself a lot of permission around prepackaged food and, you know, just like there's still so many wonderful healthy options I can get from the health food stores here. There's Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and all these different wonderful places that you can get nice sourced food. So letting myself off the hook. And buying things that are a little bit easier to prep or, you know, asking for help and just little bitty things like that, that I can try to shave off um, any little bit of that output that I can is how I try to tackle those really, really hard weeks. Yep, exactly. And I think, you know, so, so just sort of put it in a, in a timeline or, or sequence or an order, I guess. You know, I think the first thing is we have to be aware that managing our energy is important, like we talked, like we just mentioned. And then I think we also have to be aware of where we can say no and where we can't. Like we need to get better at the discernment of that because a lot of times when we're in business and when we're parents and, you know, we think everything's important, right? And this is a lot of things I work on with my clients. They come to me and they're like, everything is really priority. I'm like, "Mm, let's really discern that because this is priority, but actually these 10 things you're doing over here, not priority. So I think Mm -hmm. we've got to get better at discerning, you know, where can we say no? Like we could say no to the PTA. You know, we could say no to that coffee that it could potentially be a networking opportunity, but it's not really anything right now, right? You know, like like there's these ways in which we can say no to things in those times when when we're in a crunch period. I think we really have to focus. And in that focusing, we have to look at what really is a priority and what's not. And our health is a priority. And it's better to manage it in the moment than it is to have to manage it afterwards, which is what I did. Like last week, I was really busy with my TEDx talk. I had all my clients. I had a huge amount of stuff going on. And instead of managing my energy that week, I ate really bad. I didn't sleep well. I stayed up late. You know, Instead, now I'm having to manage it this week, which is also a really busy week, and I've got a lot on. And so it would have been so much better had I managed it last week, and I'd be better for this week too. So I think, you know, we're so much better being able to be conscious and managing it. And like part of what I'm doing this week now that I'm on top of it is saying no to everything that's not important. No to everything that's not a priority. No, I don't have time to just have a coffee with someone this week. It's just not going to happen. You know, and so Mm -hmm. I think we've got to get better at discerning what can we actually say no to and what can we let go of. Yes, yes. I also have these little um, kind of tricks up my sleeve where I have this, when I get a cancellation, I sort of pre-plan that if anything cancels this week, 
I'm going to get a massage. <laughs> if anything cancels this week, I'm going to go to yoga. So I kind of play this game with myself where I, if I just um, didn't get it on the books, because my trick too is to schedule in yoga and massage and those types of things. If I put them on the books like an appointment, then I'll treat it that way. If I wait, then it just gets completely overbooked. And that has happened. So I'll have a, a week where I'm like, wow, there's a lot on my plate, but likely somebody will cancel or reschedule. So instead of spending that time doing something else on my business, I'm going to do self-care. Mm -hmm. And it actually worked about a couple of weeks ago where someone canceled and I said, you know what, I'm just going to, and I actually have massage right next to me at my office. So <laughs> she was available <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, can I get on your table this afternoon? Yes, you can. Um, so, you know, kind of thinking even just like when you have a break, what do you do? Do you if you have a last minute cancellation, do you tend to fill that up because you were already in that mode of get work done? Do you just jump on your computer and get all those emails? That's very tempting. And I really also want to do that sometimes, yeah, but I have found that those are the times that I kind of have to take advantage of a moment opening and do that thing for me. And I'm going to be so much more attentive and so much more effective when I do come back to my work that's the thing too that we haven't talked we haven't touched on too much is with energy management the more that you are taking those downtimes then you're also coming back to your work that much more clear yep. and instead of working ourselves into what we think is productive but we actually are little hamsters on the wheel sometimes you know mm -hmm. just like frantically trying to get it all done <laughs> and it's really not even it's not really working for us anymore it's like let's stop the wheel let's get off let's sleep let's walk let's move our bodies connect with a friend do something that has more nourishment to us to it and then we come back to the to the table or the whiteboard or the creative work that we're trying to do in yeah. the world yeah. yeah. And I think this is a discipline, right? I mean, like yesterday I was feeling really exhausted and I literally had back-to-back -back clients and meetings and I had a cancellation and I thought, you know what? I was at my co-working space in my office and upstairs there's couches. I was like, I'm going to go lay down on the couch for 30 yeah. minutes and take a little power nap. And yes. I did. And I felt so much better afterwards. You know, it was right. just 30 minutes, but it, it allowed me just a little bit of, you know, body feeding time to rest and relax and to then go back so that I can continue to be with clients. And I'm guilty of doing that as a response to where the way my body's feeling rather than doing that as a precursor, right? Like knowing I yeah. could do that in, in any week to better manage my energy you know, would be amazing. But instead, I tend to do it at times when my body's already extremely depleted. It's kind of like I, I do that with, with drinking as well. Like I, I have this thing, someone labeled it one time where I just don't get thirsty. And when I get yeah. thirsty, I'm way already dehydrated. So, you know, it's like, th that's the kind of thing. And, and I need to be as aware to continue to improve my management of my energy, you know, because this is a marathon, right? Like I'm in a marathon. Like I know what my mission is. It's not going to end any time in the next 20 years. So like, you know, I'm in a marathon. If I kill all my energy now, I'm not going to be good in five years. I'm not going to be good in two. And I think this is true for most of us. We've got to recognize that a business is a marathon 
a mission is a marathon. Whatever we're doing, it's a, it's the long game. And if we don't start to perceive that we're in the long game and we need to better manage our energy, we're all going to be burnt out. And I think this is so important to really highlight and to really talk about. And, you know, you should be talking about it with your friends and your healthcare providers and, you know, the people in your family or, you know, talk to us, go, go to our Facebook page mm-hmm. and put comments in. But I think, you know, we've got to talk more about like, yeah, we're all, we're all struggling to manage our energy and we need to get better at it. That is a wonderful reminder to, to remember that entrepreneurship is a long game. I mean, life is a long game, but there is something about the work that we're choosing to do as entrepreneurs. It's not overnight success. I mean, it, we talked about that. Like it can start to feel that with all the messaging about, you know, six figures and, you know, tomorrow. Um, but really, if you're working at leveraging the resources that you've been given in this life to make the impact you're meant to make, it's a long game. And we can't play it like a short game. We can't sprint it all out with no concern for recovery as if it's only going to be that one time that we go after the gold. It's a ongoing ebb and flow and we're going to sprint and then we're going to need to rest and then we're going to jog and then we're going to walk and then we're going to sprint and then we're going to rest. I mean, it's constantly changing, um, but it's not just that one spurt of energy that we completely burn ourselves out and then we're left at the finish line with nothing, you know, with nothing to left. Like that's not the way any of us probably left our other work, the nine to five or went out on this big leap to do our entrepreneurial dream by just burning ourselves out. And so I think that, um, gosh, this is one of those episodes as you and I talk about this, I can see lots of threads too, because it's connected to the glorifying of, you know, a lot of in today's entrepreneurs, they're sort of a glorifying of the grind. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking enough about managing our energy and our mental health and well-being and what it really means to be prepared for the long game, Mm -hmm. physically, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. The long game is just a good episode in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I, I agree. And I think there is, I'm also feeling a lot of threads because there's a lot of reasons why we don't manage our energy well. And sometimes we need them to be diagnosed. Like, and this is what I do for my clients. And this is what a lot of different, whether it's a health practitioner that's diagnosing, like literally your energy isn't isn't working well and you need some support with that, or whether it's a coach or a business mentor who's looking at your business, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why people aren't managing their energy well. And, you know, sometimes it isn't just about having consciousness. It's, it is actually about changing things. I mean, you know, I have these weeks or maybe even a month where, you know, it's, it's busy and it's a crunch time and it's, you know, one of those things, but I don't have an ongoing, like, unsustainable sprint that literally I'm going to kill myself and stop. But, you know, like I have sort of these ebbs and flows and that's the natural truth about business is it's ebbs and flows. You're going to have the sprint. You're going to have the walk. You're going to have, but if you've been in the sprint for a long, long time, then there's probably something in your business that isn't working or you're putting your time in areas that you probably don't need to be. And, and I think, you know, that requires more of a diagnosis, you know, not Mm -hmm. just trying to manage it yourself. And I think that's important to say because because like you can't manage that level of sprinting forever. And a lot of people are doing it with a hope that things will work out. Like, you know, if I just keep running like this, like I hope that they'll work out, but there's not actually a knowing or a, a, 
understanding, like maybe you're going in the wrong direction. I mean, a lot of people are doing too many things. I mean, one of the things I've been really talking a lot about this week with my clients and with other things is, is it's so much better if you can have one focus, right? Like one focus. It's about simplifying. I mean, a lot of what I do with my clients is simplify their businesses because we, the, so many people are focused on too many things. They've got, you know, multiple missions, multiple areas of service. Yeah. Multiple, you know, all these multiple, multiple things. And, and, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we're excited and we want to do lots of things. And I think that's great. But until one focus is stabilized, you know, this is the part, important part of sequence. Until that one focus is stabilized, you don't move on to the next focus. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's about simplifying and stripping back your business to one focus so that then you can succeed in that one focus. And then when when everything's flowing and you're really good and that focus is clear and all your energies managed very well, well, then you add on another focus because you're going to destabilize again when you add another one on. Mm. And then you'll get really good. Yeah. And then you'll, have, you'll be juggling two balls very easily. And then, you know, you can yeah. add a third if you really want to. But I think, you know... Uh. It's an important piece that we need to discuss because too many people are going all over the place, even in that first stage, and they're Mm -hmm. not focused. And so their energy is literally just dripping out of them in all kinds of areas that are not leading them to their goals. Yes. Oh, you said so many really great things there. The first thing I want to pull out was the diagnostic piece of it. And I think that like you were speaking to this, um, I just want to pull it home that energy management, the more conscious that you become about your energy, it becomes a diagnostic tool for you to understand what might not be working in your business. And then if you feel too close to that and you're too in it, then you take that to a business coach. You take that to your therapist. You take that somewhere where you can, somebody can help you pull that apart because it really is indicative of maybe something not working in your business. And you may be trying to change who you are, be something that you're not, or think that it's a personal failure that you can't make it work when it's possibly just a systemic vulnerability, something that's not working in the business the way it's been set up. And that energy management awareness just gives you that insight back and your body's telling you like, this is not quite right. This is not a sustainable business for us. Let's look at this differently. Let's make some changes. So I just really, really like that. And I've already forgotten the second thing that I was going to say I loved, but because that one was so good. But yes. Yeah. And uh, look, I I love what you said too, as far as like really picking apart. I love that you separated because I, I see that too. I mean, one of the, when I first start working with someone, I get their whole, like, who are they as a person? How, where do they get drained? Where do they get energized? What depletes them? What really, you know, what environment do they need to work best? Because as I'm going along, the more data I have of how they operate, the more we can make sure their business is aligned, right? A lot of people don't even think about that. Like, you know, your business is going to flow so much easy, easier when it's aligned with who you naturally are, not who you're trying to be. You know, and yeah. I think where there's so much... Um, societal ideas and projections about how we should be and what constitutes a good business. The loudest people are generally very energetic and, you know, they're external and they're extroverts. And, you know, a lot of us who are introverts, like we can't be that way. There's no way to sustain that level of energy, right? You see people like Tony Robbins or, you know, these people who are out there who are super energetic, right? And they're like very excited and energetic. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there is no way for me to ever be that. 
And so, you know, comparing ourselves to those kind of people is not of service to our business. And so we have to look at how best do we operate? You know, Mm -hmm. where is our quiet power if we're an introvert? You know, exactly. and, and so, yeah, these are, these are so important to manage. you you, obviously you have to know who you are and yeah. you have to know how you best operate. Yes. Yeah. You know, a common mistake that I see happening with sort of these online platforms too, is there's more and more opportunity for building like a lifestyle brand is that the creator, the entrepreneur launching this lifestyle brand isn't always paying attention to the alignment if this lifestyle brand is truly a sustainable lifestyle for them because they're creating something that needs to feel like a natural reflection. And I feel like sometimes entrepreneurs entrepreneurs believe, especially women, if they're creating a wellness brand, they feel like they are creating a lifestyle brand that's all about them and it's going to be this reflection of them. But then they start getting input from people. Well, you've got to be on this platform. Well, and if you're going to do this online and you're going to have to do video and you're going to have to do all of these, you know, things. So they start getting all this input and this thing that was probably intentionally this beautiful, sustainable lifestyle brand, you know, becomes an albatross around their neck, Mm. like responsibilities that they're trying to fulfill. It's no longer about a natural fit and it's no longer the way they manage their energy. And they just fed into, you know, like fell into people's impression of what that was supposed to look like. Look, it so breaks my heart. I mean, um, I was just thinking, like just the other day, I was in a Facebook group, a very large Facebook group. And, you know, someone was basically like, help, I'm struggling. My, I've been in business for four years. My business is basically failing. You know, what do I do? Can you guys look at my website and give me feedback? So my feedback, of course, was find someone. I don't work on products, so I'm not, I couldn't help her, but, you know, find a business mentor or coach who, who specializes in products who can really, really help you, right? Who can actually determine what you need to shift and change. But in there, the, the comment, there's so many comments and everyone was like, you need to be doing this on Instagram and you need to be doing this on this. And, and one person would be like, well, you need to change your models. And the other person was like, no, I like your models. I mean, like the amount of input <laughs> that she got was so confusing. Right. And, yeah. and so overwhelming and everyone with a different opinion and everyone with a different idea. And some were quite insulting and some were, you know, cheering her and others were like, your price is too much. And I mean, nobody, none of those people were really talking from a business viewpoint. All of them were talking about from a customer viewpoint, which is great, yeah. but they might not be the right customer. Right. So, right. And I, and I was just, I was just thinking how hard it's going to be to continue. She's already in a struggling position and now she's trying to manage all these different viewpoints and how yeah. overwhelming that is. Like if she tries to fulfill them all, she's just completely leaking out all her energy, mm-hmm. you know, when really she needs someone who can focus her. And I think yeah. that, you know, we have, this is such a piece of, this is a huge piece of my TEDx talk that I did as well. Like we have to stop looking outside of ourselves. We have to stop asking random people what to do. Like yeah. we, we need to begin to really focus and trust ourselves and to look at yeah. what do we need to do right now. And sometimes that's quit the business and go get a job. And yeah. sometimes that's, and that's okay. And yeah. that's completely that okay. You know, and yeah. that's what we have to look at. Like what is, yeah. what do we really need to do in the moment for ourselves to continue yes. to go? Because I think, you know, 
there's just, there's a, there's a lot of opinions out there. There's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of methods. There's a lot, like stop with all of that. Like sometimes we need to come inward and ultimately we have to trust ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And as far as listening to ourselves and trusting, that is the only way that I have found to find any sense of clarity when I find myself in those moments of running in the, in the wheel and I can't get out and I'm, you know, it doesn't help to ask anybody what they think. It's like going inside for me, it's getting quiet. It's going in onto my meditation cushion and asking my internal wise self, like, what do we need right now? What is it that I'm, what are, where am I leaking that energy? What do I need to be fed by? And I think that if anything for the listeners to take away from this episode today is that it starts with first and just awareness then there's consciousness and being able to notice ourselves and listen to the body and then get really, really quiet. It's managing energy isn't about going outside of the energy field. It's yeah. really, really coming in. Find your energy body. What does it feel like? How does energy feel in your body? Have you really ever stopped and noticed the difference when you feel depleted versus energized, when you feel joyful and excited versus despondent or sad, it's like all of that. And that's something that is really um, interesting. I'm using with my kids more and more is like helping them understand that, sin- that emotions are energy. Mm. They're simply energy in the body. And so I have a, a very fiery four-year-old and he has these big moments of emotions And he's like, mama, I can't stop crying. I can't, I can't stop. And I don't ask him to stop, but he tries to stop himself. And I say, it's okay. Your body has a lot of big feelings, feel all of that energy and then let it come out with your tears. Just let it come out, let it come out. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we don't really, you know, I wasn't taught that my parents were wonderful and loving, but they didn't have the vocabulary. So we have generations and generations of humans on this planet. And we haven't known much about our energy management, about our energy body, mm-hmm. about how to really notice sensation and emotions as energy. Yes. So I think that if we can start talking about that now and bring it into our place of business, then we can have more understanding and compassion for ourselves as we hit different different phases, whether it's growth and excitement and we everything we're so we were so hoping for or times of change and transition where we need to make big tough choices about our business. Yeah. And I think you know the compassion and the acceptance of whatever we're feeling, I think actually is so important because I think a lot of people think, well, if I'm doing really well, I shouldn't be feeling tired or I shouldn't be feeling exhausted or I shouldn't be feeling depressed or whatever it is they're feeling. But it's, it's none of it's that simple and cut and dry and easy. I have people who are doing amazing and then, then there's some kind of emotional thing that comes up and they're feeling depressed, but they're doing really well in their business. And they think, oh, something's wrong with me. Like I shouldn't feel this way. And I think that that's the pieces that we have to sort of come to look at and, and understand that it's not linear. Like emotions and energy, they're not linear. They don't, they're not going to make sense always to our conscious mind, but we need to become more aware of how we're feeling. How is our energy body feeling? 
How are we feeling emotionally so that we can start to better manage it and take care of it? And it is a priority. Like I think our energy and our emotions as women, especially are one of the most important aspects to our business. And so we need to be talking more about it and we need to be understanding more about it and we need to be looking at it more. So anything else you want to wrap up with, Laura? I think we've, said a a very nice piece of the pie and there's so much more. Um, Hopefully this has inspired some thought um, amongst the listeners just to dive in and start listening to what they need, what they want, what they desire and giving themselves a little bit more space for their energy bodies to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we'll be practicing this alongside with you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are constant students. We are not coming (laughs) to this as an expert. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.